Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Slightly Focused Podcast with me, your host, Will George. Today, we are joined by another amazing guest all the way from Sunny. Is it Sunny where you are? It usually, not today, oh, not but today. usually very sunny. It's kind of sunny-ish. Los Angeles, California. Chase mm-hmm. Utley. Chase, welcome to the show. Hey, how how you doing, man? It's good to be here. It's uh, yeah, it's going good. It's a pretty chill day. Been editing, client work. You know how it is. Mm. Been editing jail, man. I've been in editing jail for like a month now. I feel like <laughs> just no shooting, just editing jail. No, I was sh- just stuck at home. Yeah, I was just, I was out shooting yesterday where I work. I was like out shooting, then I was, I was like actually out shooting. Then today, got brought it all home, offloaded the footage last night. Didn't, didn't edit any of it because I was like I was too tired I mm. uploaded another podcast last night <laughs> and then I was like right today get dialed in get it done if I didn't start editing to like half 11 in the morning hello post-production Will here just a quick little thing basically Chase's fire alarm went off at his apartment because Braden cooked a really shocking breakfast burrito but while I've got this time, I just want to say, be sure to screenshot this podcast and take a photo of it or whatever and post it on your story. Just show the podcast some love. It would really mean a lot to me. And Calm, if you could share this around, basically helps to grow the podcast and could really help out some other people. So if you do that, you're a true homie and I'll be resharing some of the posts. Okay, on with the show. But back to what you were, what you were saying about just like editing, it's like... Sometimes you know you have so much to do, but you can't get started until you get like in that zone. You yeah. know what I mean? And sometimes it's like too late in the day, but it's like, okay, well now is like, sometimes it happens to me at like 10 PM and I'm like, well, I guess I have to yeah. stay up all night. But in, like, in like the you need to like find state. that, that mind space. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think it's just, I need to like put my phone down more, but half the time I rely on my phone because I need it to mm. check like a couple like client bits. So I kind of like rely mm. on it, which is really annoying, but <clears throat> it's what it is. But yeah, but we're, we're good now. We got it all going. Like I got some Facebook ads running on these things that I was editing today, which is good. But anyway, nice dude. Yeah, it's been it's been good. But we'll we'll, we'll get going. So just introduce yourself to the people who you who you are, what you do, sort of thing. All right, uh, my name's Chase. I make videos. Basically, is what I do. I push buttons. You know, I um, I started off kind of making like I got into the space making longboard skateboard videos because all my friends skateboarded and I was just clearly the worst one. So I was just the one that would film because I like couldn't do any of the cool tricks. And then I was like, wait, like I really like this whole filming thing. Like I like this way more than skateboarding. Um, and then just got really into like editing. And that was kind of my avenue into the, into the world was I moved at, I moved to Los Angeles from Minnesota in like a small town, which was like 7,000 people basically. Um, kind of just like, I made like one freelance video in Minnesota and like use that money to like buy a car, like a shit car. And then like drive that car with like all my stuff in it to LA. Um, and then I got a job editing like Nike commercials, which was really cool. Um, Cause I just like knew how to push the buttons on the software. I didn't really know a lot about making videos at the time. I'm kind of realizing, um, <laughs> but I knew enough to edit and I just kind of like made it up as I went and learned a ton in like a year and a half. Dude, exactly. I remember they were like, you know how to do like after effects and stuff. Right. And I was like, totally. Even though I absolutely did not. <laughs> yeah. I can make and then, like my second explosion. day. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. The second day I like, they were like, can you like do this after effects thing? And I was just like Googling like on my personal laptop, like how to do it. And then like, hopefully they wouldn't notice. Um, and then I just learned a lot doing that. And then that was through like an agency work. Um, and then I left that agency and now I just do like full time 
like contracting with other agencies. Um, I do a lot of car stuff. I contract with this agency that does like Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis. Um, and that's a lot of filming, um, kind of like a Swiss army knife. I'll do shoots of like interior car, like photo shoots as well as like kind of larger budget, um, like drone shoots and running footage and all sorts of stuff around town, which is, which has been really fun and fulfilling. Yeah. If it's, if it involves a camera, it sounds like you're pretty much there. Like I've been following you for a bit <laughs> since you like moved into your like little creator house with you, uh, mm-hmm. Brayden and, um, Costas and, um, and yeah, I noticed that you were doing like the Genesis stuff because you were like a few weeks ago, you did, you did like a cross America road trip, wasn't it? Was that with Kia for like one of their yeah, commercials? Uh, How was that? Dude, it was exhausting. It was fun. Um, got a lot. The thing is, most of America from like New York to about Colorado looks the exact same. So it was like so, <laughs> it was such a creative challenge to get like unique shots because it was like you can only like just do like the lane change and the camera goes the other way. Like you can only think of so many shots to do when the scenery is the exact same. Um, but then once we got into Colorado, like Western Colorado, you get the mountains and you get Utah, which is beautiful. So then it got really fun. But the first half, I mean, it like we got stuck at one point in like the middle of nowhere and we were stuck there for like two days and like messed the whole budget and schedule. It was wild. I mean, the thing is like with filmmaking, it's just problem solving. Like something's going to go wrong every time you do it, no matter what. Yep, and you just got to figure it out. There's no such thing as a successful shoot or a shoot that goes to plan, I should say. No, like I le- I've learned that yeah. like when I was at like college, like college in the UK is like what would be the last two years of high school in America, and mm-hmm. you go like pick something. And I did, I did like a filmmaking course, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm sure this like short film or music video will go great. Ah, oh, did not weather everything, just go <laughs> all goes wrong every time. And then since then, like it's just like I've kind of just taken it on board. And one of my lecturers now at university, like. He was like a documentary teacher. I remember him saying, he's just like, right, guys, mm. just to plan for everything because whatever happens, just remember shit happens. It's like his thing. He just always says shit happens. And like every time something goes on at uni, like something goes wrong, like paperwork goes missing, a shoot gets yep. canceled, yep. whatever, whatever. And I always just think in my head, shit happens, shit happens. And it's just like, yep. and it's so true. And I'm going to, when I leave this year, when I graduate, I'm going to buy him a t-shirt with that on it. Just like, give it to him. I was like, there you go. Thank shit you for happens. that. Yeah, because it really does. And I think that's like... I love a, that. Yeah, it's a good like thing to like to live by. I've kind of like... I kind of live by it now. It's just like, ah, oh, file gets corrupted. Shit happens. Like, it's just, it's just pretty great. Uh, dude, it just... And like, you just never know. Like, there's so many things to remember, first of all, especially on like the larger shoots. Like, I just had the shoot and we had like $50,000 worth of rentals. Like, that was the budget for rentals. And there were so many things. I'm like, do I have like the exact plug in for this exact battery for this fucking, you know what I mean? Like, there were just so many things that I had to remember. And it was just like everything. mm -hmm. And luckily, uh, nowadays, usually there's like someone else that like helps with that. And like, I'll have like a production assistant or two that will like help carry and whatever and try to remember stuff. But like, you're going to forget something or like the, yeah, the weather will change on you or like, I don't know, but you just got to deal with it. And that's where editing is kind of fun. Cause you can kind of make magic happen. Like even if you screw it up in the shoot, you can like, well, I'll think of a solution here in the edit. Don't, don't my say, underwear, don't say those, don't say those words, man. Don't say those words. Do not say fix it. <laughs> fix it in, in post. No, don't. Don't say that. Those cursed words. So, so many times clients say that I was like, oh, well, just like something like won't happen exactly how they want it. Like, oh, we'll just fix it in post. Oh, so many times they'll be like, it just strikes fear oh, like, into all filmmakers. Those words. It is. Oh, it's so much work. It is. It's awful. And like, 
yeah you can't a lot of time is a lot of things aren't fixable unless you've got like a big budget right which most of the time you haven't so but yeah that's always the right that's always the fun things i guess as you said like, it's about creative problem solving i find like that's a big thing like the whole time like when you're trying to like mm. work around budgets and and different things so i guess you spent most of your time when you're hopping across america just hanging out the back of a car like just filming stuff i guess yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. we had like a like shock mount out of like the thing and then hanging out of the car, hanging out of like the front seat, taking pictures from there. Um, got some drone stuff, which was fun. I've gotten really into like the FPV drone space. Oh, um, yeah. It's just such a blast, man. Yeah, I just can't, I can't put that whole thing down. Yeah, dude, it's so fun. I mean, it's fun. Like we basically just go up to like an open space because we don't want to like kill anyone um, <laughs> and then just like fly those things. And it's, it's, it's a blast. And we like push each other in different ways, which is fun. Brayden's like just all gas, no brakes. And I like try to like do a little more like controlled slow stuff. And he just like, no. it's, it's a blast. <laughs> he just go hundred miles an hour, doesn't he? That's like his content. It's just, just like so hundred miles an hour. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to get, yeah, that's just I'd who he is as a person. Like I remember like he came on the podcast ages ago with his former business partner mm. and they were both like, we're both mm. going to get FEVs and I bet you I'll be good at it really quickly and then when Braden crashed his drone a while ago like when you're uh, out and then you like just trek through uh, the undergrowth to get it yeah like I literally sent him a I sent him a text saying what was it you said to me a while ago was it oh I'm gonna be great at this straight away and he's like shut up Will and I was just like yes he told you man and um I'd like because I'd been I don't I don't have an FUV drone but like I, I have a sim and I'd like I knew mm-hmm. how hard it was just from a sim like try to fly mm. on all all axis it was so hard and I told him about how hard it was. And I was like, put it in a sim first before you take it out. And then he was like, ah, I'm sure it'll be fine. And then that happened. And I was just like, yeah. Some, well, yeah, in the beginning too. The thing is, the sim is like, the gravity is kind of messed up, at least I think. So it like doesn't feel quite right. And I would get like super motion sick. So I kind of had to, I kind of had to send it as well. I did the sim like once and I was like, I can't do this. Like, let's just try to take these things out. And if you just like kind of go slow and like practice, just like doing some turns and stuff. But it is a learning curve, man. But once yeah. you like kind of get it, it's so addicting because it's so fun. You can do so much with it. It, it is like, such a cool, like you literally feel like you're flying because you're in this okay, right. headset. We're back. You know what I, mean? um, I had a bit of a technical issue where my whole hard drive decided to um, unplug. Um, so yeah. Hard, we, hard drive talking? stuff is scary. We're talking about, oh, we're talking about, like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't justify buying. Yeah. I can't, I can't justify or I couldn't justify buying an FPV. Um, like when I talk to people about it, they're saying, oh, they think it's stupid. And what I was going to show you was something I bought the other week that a lot of people think is really cool. My girlfriend thinks it's the most stupid mm-hmm. thing I could have bought. It's, uh, I can't show okay. it to you. I'll send you a photo of it in a bit. But I basically bought a, um, like a steering wheel rig for my Xbox so I can play F1 nice. with like paddles yep. and shifters and stuff. Yeah, all my friends came over and like were playing it when we were like, or after we watched the uh, the final race of the season, and we were like, "Well, this uh-huh. is this is fucking cool." And then I, it's, I, dude, it's awesome. I texted to my I text my girlfriend, and she was like, "That is a waste of three hundred quid." She's like, "You could have bought so much other stuff with that." And I was like, "Yeah, but it's seriously fucking cool." And like, she can- dude, so in in quarantine, I I went back home to Minnesota, and my brother and I set up just like a basement, like basically like an F one, just like headquarters down there we had we both had like the the racing wheel with the shifters and the pedals and it is so much more fun it's out of this world it's great it's great it's it's scary though it's hard at first are you good at it 
Are you I'm used not, to it? I'm not bad. I'm getting used to it. Like when I first like going from a controller, like an Xbox controller to that mm-hmm. is like, was like, whoa. And I was really bad. And I like mm-hmm. made some, I went on like YouTube and like Reddit and did like some deep dives on like the settings. And, like, and I was like, wow, this is getting smart. And I was like, man, this is getting extreme. And then like, I quite like it now. It's good. But I like, I now join like random like groups of people on Xbox and go like play with them and stuff. It's good. And like, yeah. just like having like the feedback on the wheel is so sick. And everyone's like, yeah this is cool but then my girlfriend like she came over for new year's and me, me and my friend were like uh, my best friend were trying to get her on it and she's like no and i was like okay so he thinks it's- yeah girlfriends typically don't think video game stuff is is cool especially when it's expensive yeah no but she's like <laughs> she experience. now has my she now has my other xbox like i got a series x recently oh, that's and cool. so like i got rid of my like xbox one and i drove her back to university a few days ago and like i took it back with me and i had like my, my old editing monitor and so i gave that to her as well and i bought her uh, an xbox controller for christmas like a custom one and um yeah so mm. i gave it to her and i i set it all up around hers and i got a download and stuff i got a download like red dead redemption and stuff but she like she enjoys oh, so video good. games so like i bought her some games as well like for christmas and she was pretty gassed so that's dope she was just pretty pumped about it but she just like but one of her one of her friends has just got into formula one she's like you should totally buy the f1 game as a joke for for, uh, for like valentine's Day something she will hate you and i was like yeah i think she will <laughs> like so so I worth thought, it dude yeah. it's so fun if you yeah so it's so fun it's like i mean we're not gonna become racing drivers so like it's the next best thing right so it's the closest we can get but dude back to the fpv thing the funny thing is i was like when i got one i just got it because i thought it'd be fun like i i I definitely kept saying like this is just like a toy for me it's like a hobby like i don't think i'll actually be able to make like commercial work with this thing because it's like it one it's so hard and two like the people that are good at it are so good already that it's like why wouldn't they just hire those people but i actually just shot um like a whole genesis thing with just just the fpv drone and i was like trying to hire someone out to do it um because i was like kind of in charge of just like the budget and then no one could like it just kept falling through and i was just like i was just like i guess i guess i'm gonna have to do it um yeah so then i did it and it actually worked out and i was like man like it seems like every time you buy something for filmmaking even if it doesn't seem like the most important thing or like a dumb purchase it always comes back around to help you like i bought this like weird four lens film camera and just just for like fun it was like a 100 bucks on amazon or ebay and then um just like just to like shoot random fun stuff oh, with yeah. my friends and then all of a sudden um like a month or two ago i shot like a whole hyundai like campaign with it which was awesome Dude, and sick. i was like man this is crazy is it like one of the ones that like, has like every the, time you buy something the lens is like in a line and it does like the cool like yep oh. there's like four little yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man i should just totally buy one of those that are that cheap yeah i have like a like a film camera like down behind my racing wheel mm-hmm. and like i've like shot on like that a few times but i should probably shoot a bit more film because i quite like film it's good fun because you have a whole like instagram dedicated it's, to it don't you like i think it's sick it's a good it's just a fun it's a fun process shooting on film yeah, you gotta like slow down you can only really take like one shot you can't just like mash the shutter you know when like someone does something cool you just kind of gotta i know you like shoot differently and i think like anytime you can buy a tool that like opens up like a different level of creativity for yourself is just so important and it's like always worth that investment oh yeah definitely i think like i, t- I take a lot of like my girlfriend's big on disposables and like we went to a music festival over the summer mm. and we all like took disposables with us and there's this really great photo of me on my cousin's shoulders just going absolutely crazy it's like one of my favorite photos of me from like the whole of last yeah. year i was taking on like disposable it looks so sick and then like that's I, so fun yeah and i just like took some with me and stuff like i love that sort of thing i saw some really sick photos actually come out of like people take them everywhere now it was like after uh 
the US Grand Prix actually I saw on TikTok this like mm. husband and wife took them and there was this really great shot I think of one of the McLarens just driving along like the straight like on a on a film camera and looked unreal it was so sick and I was just, like really? people would pay oh, good money dope. for that photo and I was like man yeah so cool so yeah I think like just even like using film cameras is kind of it's kind of dope but yeah that's like Dude. that's kind of kind of swear me to buy an fpv drone now but i need to buy other stuff i need to buy a 70 to 200 that's my right. next thing right there's always so many things there's yeah what's like next on your list there's always so many things to buy 70 man. to 70 to 200 because i'm filming this uh iron man triathlete for my final documentary for university and cool. he's ranked world number seven and he's going out to wow. utah actually to compete in the world championships in may and so i'm gonna go out there and film film with him but I currently have a 24 to 70, 24 to 105 and yeah. And that's and like a 24 and a 50 mil. So I need like a tele lens. Cause I, I've yeah. I shot with someone who was shooting, like I shot with his videographer the other day for an event and um, like just having that, like a 70 to 200 was like so clutch for some of the shots. So I was like, I need to kind of invest in one. But then the only issue, what, with, um, the only what, issue with that is like, a gimbal because I like using gimbals for that sort of stuff and put a 72 yeah. on a gimbal is a bit of an issue it's it's gnarly dude what body are you on like what brand are we talking uh, about Sony uh, Sony A7 III nice, nice. uh, great camera Once too again, that's awesome Braden forced me to get it so you can talk to him about it it's it's a good camera yeah it's pretty good I think that. Sony I think if you're especially if you're mostly doing video Sony is just like totally the move I think Canon's great for photo and probably better than Sony for photo but for video like there's no more bang for your buck than Sony, like in any aspect. Like the A7S3 is insane, dude. That thing's like a movie yeah. camera. I so I that's like what I want because I was talking. I was talking to Coaches and Brain about like filming the po- this podcast sort of thing, and I was just because I I filmed my friend remotely because he he doesn't live very far away from me. But mm-hmm. I was just wondering. I was like, oh, how how do you do it? And he's like, oh, A7S3, you can have unlimited film time on it. I was like, oh man, that's so great. Because I was like, I yeah. was like, because an A seven three cuts out after thirty minutes. I'm like, shit. So I have like set like record a record limits. I hate record it. limits are no go, man. They suck. They they do suck, and I just don't know why it's a thing. But but there you go. Anyway, going back to like your whole car shooting thing. Like I heard you mention a few weeks ago mm-hmm. on your podcast, the Five Five Podcast. Shout out, um, cheeky plug. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about <laughs> didn't you film one of your Hyundai commercials for the new Spider Man movie, right? Yeah, we like I so on that one. So for those big, big um, like Hyundai, like the ones that they like bring in like a Marvel thing, because we do we did a thing with Uncharted as well as well as Spider Man. They bring in like a big. I mean, they usually bring in the director of the movie. So John Watts actually directed that um, Spider Man Hyundai commercial, which was crazy. Um, just cool seeing him work. I was just like helping out. Um, I shot like the social stuff for that. Um, which is just like Instagram reels for Hyundai and some stuff for Spider-Man, I think, but it's mostly on Hyundai's page, but it's cool on being on those huge budgets. Like, I mean, those are like $2 million budgets and I one day would love to aspire to direct those things. But right now I'm just like doing the social content. Um, but watching, watching, yeah, like watching these movie directors, like I also saw Ruben Fleischer direct the Uncharted one who's, he directed like Zombieland and the Uncharted movies and a few other things. And like seeing him just like, get what he needs out of people was so cool like the lines i read the script and the lines were like super cheesy 
But like the way he would get Tom Holland to say the lines was like, oh, it's cool now. Like he like figured out how to make it like natural and cool. And that was such like a fun experience to see. And I would love to be able to do that. So I'm just like shadowing these guys, like just stopping. Yeah, just like yeah, it's cool. Like that's what I think. Like even when like I'm on like smaller sets, like doing runner work and stuff on like a short film, Mm -hmm. just even just looking at how crew function and stuff is just interesting, I find. I definitely think that's what you like compared to what like what I do with like come up like almost like social media work for brands and stuff you don't get that level of like this like big director sort of thing it's just kind of you and your camera which i think is like really cool like being able to like work with like these bigger people sort of thing and that like Hyundai commercial was like a minute and a half long like the the mm-hmm. spider-man one so that, that's crazy that they have this sort of like budgets for that which is just nuts but then again i, I mean it is for sorry uh a multi-million dollar <laughs> spider-man film right with like well, even just Tom Holland alone and the guy who plays Ned is probably worth a fair bit just to to the budget alone. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's. I don't know. I think it might be in their contract to do those commercials. But yeah, Tom Holland was just like the most chipper, nice guy. It was funny. He was like, he was like talking to his mom on Facetime, like in between <laughs> takes, and everyone had headphones on during like during on set. So we could like hear him like being like, oh yeah, like had dinner the other night. It was really fun. Like, oh, one second, mom, I have to do a take. And then you like hop out of the car and like in Nathan Drake for Uncharted and like say the line and then like get back in the car and like go back on FaceTime with That's his mom. That's so crazy. It was so funny. That's so crazy. He just seems uh, like, but the, he was nicest just, like the nicest dude. Yeah. He seems like a really nice He's nice dude. and he was really, dude, he's such a good actor. Like seeing him, like he would like improv some scenes when like something would go wrong. And I'm like, man, this guy like. Seeing him between like him and like just random like talent I've worked with or like models, it's such a different like there are levels to that thing to acting, and he is so good at it. That's so cool, and that's something you can definitely say. Ah, I've worked with Spider Man. That's like a that's pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty big flex, to be honest with you. So I'd I'd take that. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it seems, it seems like yeah, it's fun, man. It seems like good fun, and you got to go to the the premiere, right? Because I saw there was like because I messaged you when you were doing that car thing, saying bro, that car's the wrong way around. Like it's not supposed to be on the wall, <laughs> and then you bumped into Jared Leto, yeah. right? Yeah, dude, there was like it was crazy. I didn't expect there to be. Yeah, so we got to do. It was like me and like the producer of that commercial, and like another person got to go to the premiere, which was really fun. Um, I'd never, I hadn't done any like true LA like red carpet thing. And it was fun to like walk the red carpet and like just like see every, all the pageantry and everything. But there were so many celebrities. Yeah. And like Jared Leto just like (laughs) walked in. um, And I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Like, I think he's such a good actor. I like 30 seconds of Mars. So like there was a ton of celebrities. He was, I was the most excited about. And I just like (laughs) happened to like be staring at him as you would. Cause I was like shocked. And like, he's just, he just stared right back at me. And I was like, Oh boy. And then he just, yeah, he was like, Hey man. And I was like, I really feel like he thought like I worked on a set or was something with him. Like he like felt like he needed to say something to me because I knew him maybe. And I just like said, hey, and like walked away. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And then I just kind of like stared at him the rest of the time. But yeah, like Jamie Foxx was there. <laughs> not a creepy All way. the people. Have you not didn't stare at him in a creepy Yeah, way. I mean, he's he's kind of creepy. So I didn't feel oh, worried about a, it. He's you know? a fucking strange dude. Have you seen, have you seen House mm-hmm. of Gucci? I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it's. I've heard it's like kind of slow, but it's, I'm interested. It's good, in but it. his performance is definitely questionable. It's, yeah, it's like I think he just like does what he wants. It's pure. It's pure like pantomime almost. It's like 
mm. stereotypical Italian. You kind of want to make the the Italian hand uh, gesture every time he comes on, sort of thing. <laughs> it's a bit, it, uh, it, it's like over the top. Yeah, really over the top. But like it, it made me laugh. I don't know if it was supposed to, but like it, it did. It did make me chuckle. So I don't know if that was intent, but that's good. Go. It's a good film though. I really, that's I, good. I really enjoyed it. But what's what would you say like the differences between? Or how do you how are you able to cope well between jumping between these really high end commercials and then doing what you do with the people you live with, like just doing like lower lower budget stuff, like filming yeah. on like I say on your lower budget stuff, filming on a red, but you know what I mean, like right. Um, it's 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 funny because it's we're trying to like kind of fill that gap because um, I mean for the longest time it was just it was just me and like a mirrorless camera say with like a gimbal um, and that it was like that for like five years probably that was like all I would ever do and then just recently like in the last year we started to like for our own projects had bring in on like we've had like eight people on our last shoot um, for crew which was just it was cool and it's like a different kind of animal but like the big budget stuff is like a completely different game. I mean, everyone is so specialized on those sets. So we're just trying to like bridge that gap and bring in more. The key is just to have like people and just knowing like where your strengths are. Like I, I really like, I prefer like directing and I know like I love to shoot, but I just know that there are people that are better at it than me that I can hire to make a better product in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, just like hiring out specialists. And if you have the money to like, make the best thing you can, like kind of like foregoing your ego a little bit and letting someone that's like just clearly better at like doing one specific thing. And then you can focus on like, maybe like I'll focus on like the higher level directing and focus on like the actual performance and they can just focus on getting an awesome shot. I don't have to do all of it yeah, or yeah. both of it or whatever. I definitely feel you. Cause like when you're like just a solo videographer, you are everything. And like when you're your own business, mm -hmm. you're everything. Like, you are the producer, the director, you're the sound guy, you're right. you're the editor, you're the DP, you're everything. And like I guess like just even having that weight off your shoulders is just like so nice. Cause like I've definitely been in that situation like when I'm at film school. Like you you get given like, okay, for this project, Will, you're gonna be the DP. Okay, cool. So I just got one mm -hmm. of shot list, making it look pretty, working with mm -hmm. lighting, working with production design, sort of thing, and then you haven't to worry about anything else. But then there's a part of me that always ends up worrying about that like post-production side of it. And I end up like trying to dip my feet in there. And that's the, that's the thing I struggle yep. with, with bigger budget stuff. Cause I always want to do everything <laughs> like, and I need to like, yep. that's why I'm doing a documentary at, at, at film school because at university, because I just kind of like, I couldn't bring myself to only do one thing. I was like, I want to do it all. So that's, that's the problem. And I definitely get what you mean because as a result of doing everything, do you sacrifice another, another aspect? Cause like, when you do that, you're like right. jack of all trades, master of none. But then if you just go direct right. and you can then just worry about, worry about that. So it's like, do you think directing is where you like go ahead in ideally if you had like over time? I think so. Yeah. I would love to just focus on like making the treatment and then like, just like kind of getting like the over, I'm going to like putting together like an overall mood and vision for like how it should feel, but kind of what, which I think is just like lends itself best to directing. But I kind of get what you're saying though. It's hard for me, especially when I'll shoot something. If I know I'm handing it off to an editor and I shot like the whole thing, it's like, it's almost like you're giving someone like your diary to like read, yeah, you know what I mean? Like baby, man. all the false takes. Yeah. Right. And it's like, just like, don't screw this up. I, I, I get kind of like overbearing where I'm like, okay, there's a shot that I know I got that you didn't include and I need you to put it in there like that kind of thing or like i'll shoot it I've in a way that, that yeah. i think that they need to like 
transition in this cool way. Like I shot it like that and then they don't. And I'm like, it's hard for me to give up editing, but you have to because it takes so long. Like there's just no way you could edit all your own exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah. Imagine if Christopher Nolan shot and edited all his own films. He'd be there for years, man. Like, right, right. It's just right. not we'd never get We'd never get any, any new ones, which would suck. I say that, but then again, I heard he did edit some of Tenet on his laptop. So really? Yeah. I don't know how much like how much of it because there'd be proxies everywhere, but like Well that would be that'd be so hard to that movie I remember just watching it, I'm like, this is the craziest like editing. I've never seen anything like that editing. Yeah, it was insane. It's nuts. I really like that film. I wrote my I wrote my like dissertation at uni, which is like my big thesis essay, like mm-hmm. on Nolan and like some of and like his films. And like I was like questions of morality inside Nolan films, so it had to be really pretentious, but it, like oh, it turned cool. out all right. But yeah, I definitely get what Is you mean. Is he your favorite? Pardon? Is he your favorite director? Yeah, def- Is he your favorite director? Definitely one of, yeah. Him and Edgar Wright, because mm, my, my favorite film is like Baby Driver, but Inception's definitely up there. I have a massive mm. Inception poster like behind me. Like uh, it's, the oh, microphone yeah. is right in the way. <laughs> there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah sick, <laughs> yeah, dude. My, I mean, I love, yeah, I love No. Edgar Wright's so good, too. He's so cool. Yeah, he's such a chill dude. Everyone says he's good, mm-hmm. but I need to watch his new film, like, because I, I didn't see it when it came out of the cinema, so I need to, like, watch it. Now it's, like, right. out on demand, Co- I think, so. COVID's made the whole, like, movie theater thing so tough, man. Yeah, I think like, so, too. But I think there's a lot of films that prove that theater versus, like, streaming can work, because, like, Mm-hmm. In the UK, uh, James Bond, the most recent one, is still showing mm-hmm. at the cinema, but also is now available on like DVD and Blu-ray. Like, I literally got it for Blu-ray for for Christmas, but it's, but it's still on at the cinema, and also it's on streaming. So, I guess it's like a yeah a balance. Dude, that movie is that movie was badass, man. We all we actually all went to see that together. It was so fun, really sick. Yeah, I, I love it. I think I thought it was really good. I, I'm always going to cinema, and then I obviously went to go see Spider-Man a few weeks ago with my my, my friends, right. which was sick. It was like a that was yeah. that was an experience. That was like it was like seven of us just like whoa, like losing our sh- <laughs> losing our shit for like two and a half hours. It was crazy. I felt like drained, emotionally drained after it. it was like yeah, it's pretty good. It's a long movie. It is. It's, I, uh, it's good I just though. I just saw the tragedy of Macbeth, the new Cohen. I guess it's just one Cohen brother, Joe Cohen's. Um, it's it's really pretty. Um, like the lighting is insane, like insane. I think anyone that is interested in like lighting and cinematography needs to see it. But it's just hard for me because I like didn't take a lot of like Shakespeare classes in high school, so like I don't know what the hell is going on at all because it's all in like Beth at high school. Okay. It was like, and then I, you should see the movie. It. I love Macbeth. It was like one of my favorite things I did because there was the Michael Fassbender like, one a few years ago. That, yep. that was quite good I would, as well. I would, I would recommend this one. Yeah, it's like stars Denzel and he's awesome in it. It's so good, but like I just couldn't quite understand what was happening exactly because I like, didn't really know the story ahead of time. And it's definitely for people that like know the story. You yeah, know? yeah. I had to, I had to, I had to like exams and everything on it. Like I know that story inside out. I like, I think I do think about. Yeah, you should watch it. It's a lot of, it's a lot of films that like just come, come back to it because like no film is like no idea is original, A- pretty much. No, absolutely, what- absolutely. What would you say, like, because you've obviously moved down from Minnesota to LA, which is a very mm-hmm. big move, living the American dream and that, but what, what is it like living in, like, in a, like a creator house almost? Like, you've got, there's you doing, like, your big Kia stuff, and then there's Kosas doing all of his social media stuff, and Jetson mm-hmm. with that luxury, and then there's Braden filming LeBron at the Lakers. Like, what, what's that What's that like? Because it seems like a pretty, a pretty, like, creative environment to be in like i'm i'm jealous i don't live with you guys to be honest with you 
Yeah, dude, it's a blast. It was it was fun because I had, I lived alone before this, so coming from that to um to this, it's been it's so fun because you just like learn a lot. Like we all just learn new things from each other, like um like new things about different cameras, and we like all like think collectively. We get like almost like a mob mentality where we just like go bigger with our thoughts. You know what I mean? Like instead of just like shooting this one thing, we like, kind of push each other to like make it everything as good as you can. Cause sometimes with like a client work or video, you're like, yeah, I'll just like kind of shoot that one in and like get it done. But like, I don't really care, but we all kind of will like push each other to like make everything as good as we can, which I think is such a, a big deal. And it's also just fun. Like having so much equipment just layered around the house. Like we have just like aperture lights, just like up at all times. Yeah, I always see just that. like for whatever. Like, yeah, it's like Octo, it's like Octo softbox. is just everywhere. Yeah. I yeah. see that all the time. Yeah. They're, Girls like, like this girl I've been seeing just like comes over and thinks it's ridiculous, which is hilarious. Um, because they're just, I mean, there's just equipment everywhere, and it's like so, like, there's like, I don't know, it's not like a traditional like house setup, like, there's definitely just like gear. Um, no, but, but it's fair, fun because if, you have access to all of it. Yeah, like if I walk down, I'd probably think, oh yeah, it's pretty cool. Like it was like I'm used to it. Right. Like, and and like you like live with those people, you know what everyone's banging on about. Like you can all get hyped about the same stuff. Like I remember when like Callum, who I do the podcast with, like when like the A7S3 and like the R5 got announced in, like the same week or whatever, mm-hmm. and we were like both like losing mm-hmm. our shit. We're like, oh my god, this is crazy. And, yeah. Like, like and no big one, week. No, no one else was getting hyped about it. And like when the red, what was the new red that came out? The like uh the, like the v raptor yeah, yeah, yeah. when the v raptor came out like i hopped on the podcast we we're like oh my god this is crazy and i like i tried to talk to my parents about it i'm like this thing is crazy like mm. this this shit and they're like yeah great <laughs> like cool <laughs> like i'm gonna buy, i'm gonna buy a 24 70 they're like yeah it sounds great <laughs> like right i think you know what those are yeah, right like they they're, they're slowly like getting used to it uh, like because my dad listens to the podcast shout out to my dad he's like mm. he's like and then he like kind of dead so he's like what's a and it'll just like start throwing random of numbers at me like just sort of like pretending yeah. like there's like a lens or thing i was like yeah it does get it does get a bit complex to be honest with you so it's a tricky yeah there's one. just like so much like jargon and like just random words like we were talking the other night and just like th- i can't remember exactly what we were talking we were talking about like yeah i think it was like lenses as well as like something about audio and Braden's girlfriend was like, I haven't like understood a word you guys have said in like 15 minutes. <laughs> like, cause you can just get so into it. It is really fun being able to just like have like, it's funny though too, because I can't like bring in new news. I'll be like, did you guys see like this new camera or whatever? And it's always, <laughs> yeah, yes. Seen it's never it. like, no, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, like, okay, never mind. Uh, it's I'll like, just go it's back. Like, it's like, it's like, you know, when you get like a meme, like a good meme and you're like, oh, you're so excited yeah. to sit on a meme. And then it's like, I'm yeah. already seeing it. You're like, fuck <laughs> it's like so dude, that, that's that's this so, dude so crushing <laughs> if i ever find like a new funny tiktok that i think is hilarious and i'm not i don't spend like as much time on the app so like i don't like see all the stuff but i'll like find a new one i'll send it to him and then i think it's so funny i'm so excited for him to see it and be like yeah i've seen it before every time yeah every I, time i, I can't yeah, be like me and my friends like we'll send, end up like double sending tiktoks to each other or like mm-hmm. or like yeah or like me and my girlfriend are like acting double send tiktok she's like i already sent you that one earlier it's like oh yeah sorry i have it on my phone like i think that's so funny uh-huh. <laughs> that's so cool i think it's so cool you have such a great environment i love like your little gear shelf you have like that has like everything on it yeah we got to clean that up right now there's like we're trying to make a rule about like what's important enough to be on the gear rack because right now there are just like old like crappy cameras i'm like let's like Let's like make this an actual piece of furniture, you know, like we'll like let like the red and like the nice Sony stuff on there, but we don't need like little double A batteries just like rolling around. Yeah. You know? it makes uh, it just cluttered. 
Yeah, I just have I have like two gear. I have like two like lockers. It's like a high school locker behind me, and it has mm. like well, it has yeah, like different yeah. shelves on it, and it's got like yeah, shower IKEA, uh, and like uh-huh. it's got like Love IKEA. all my gear in it, and then the rest of it just lives in my camera bag. And I have I bought another one off Facebook Marketplace that has like all the unfun stuff like cables and hard drives and yeah. all, the, all the unfun stuff, like all the fun stuffs in the other yeah. Bin. The- the stuff you don't want to show off, you know, you got to show off the cool stuff for sure. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's all about it's all about having the having the cool gear. But then, like, I do feel like camera gear does become a bit of a dick swing contest, though. I don't like. I'm sure, like, out in LA, it's like even worse than it is here. Like, I was in a press yeah. pit a few weeks ago uh, for a concert or like a music festival, and like there was like me with my Sony, and then someone next to me was like, using like a, a cinema camera, and it just became like a like a. Uh, just a dick swing contest. I was like, I just can't Dude, be bothered so with this. Yeah. Dude, it's a total pissing contest. It's ridiculous because like you can show up to like a client work with yeah, like a Sony, like a mirrorless Sony, like an A7S three or whatever, which is a fantastic camera and shoot basically the same thing as a guy that's has like a huge built out, like area, a mirror or whatever. And like, you just look like the client just assumes the guy with the big camera is doing better, which is just so wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they get just like, like the size of the camera. Right. The size of the camera doesn't matter at all, but it's just clients think it does. So I guess you kind of have to bring it. You can't charge a lot with with a small camera, which is stupid, but yeah, I don't know. They, yeah, they don't, they don't know. But unless you just go on small rig and just buy loads of rig pieces for it, like that's what, that's what I do. So they're right. just trying to like make it, it out big. a little bit. You know, yeah, I get that. Disguise, disguise it a little bit. And it, as soon as you add a map box to the front of it, everyone's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> That's what we always talk about. Just throw a map box on there; it just looks so legit, looks yeah. so professional. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna just buy one just for that, just to like, <laughs> like. I mean, they don't like do that much unless you have all those four by five filters or whatever. Yeah, four by three filters. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't have any of that stuff. It's just like it's just cool. I like V-Lock batteries. Like they weigh a ton. Like, <laughs> everyone's uh-huh. like. <laughs> everyone, everyone at uni is like, "Oh yeah, I bought V-Lock batteries for my camera." And I'm like, "Yeah, cool." You realize like your camera can just take normal like, like yeah, yeah, we right. Know. But like, but but we want to use V-Locks. I was like, "Yeah, but okay, cool, whatever." I was like, "I just can't involve to like getting an argument with someone about like gear." I'm just like, "I'm not, I'm not going there." Unless someone's shooting on a on a, on a Nikon, at which point I'm just gonna not talk to you. Exactly. Yeah. Then that's the rule. Yeah, that's yeah. It's just a rule. I get people in my comments on TikToks all the time. Are calling me out about it. Like I made a video about saying how mid uh, Nikon's were the other week, and like it was just like some people were like, "What's wrong with Nikon?" I was like, "Yeah, you can take photos on them, but they're not like they're not like proper cameras, are they?" They're no, like, no. I don't even think they count. No, they don't. But the thing, ironically, uh, I posted it. Told Brad I posted a great TikTok. He te- he texted me. He was like. Dude, I literally had this exact TikTok ready to go in my in my drafts, and I was like, "Yeah, sorry, bro. Like, I beat you to beat you to, beat you to the punch, mate. <laughs> beat you to it. Yeah, beat you to it. Yeah. What is what is the like? What is like the creator space like? Grow out there. Is it any different? So here, I feel like it's a lot of like it's a lot of like there's a lot of travel stuff. A lot of people get into it with like travel, and there's like all the like the everyone that copies like Sam Colder or whatever, and like tries to make cool travel videos. Is it like similar there, or are there more like? That's a really interesting. That's a really interesting question, actually. I never really thought of, about like the creator economy in this way. Uh, UK, I'd say a lot of it. Most of the like UK shooters I see, or that I follow anyway on like TikTok, Instagram, all based around London, and end up doing a lot mm-hmm. of like urban photography, videography, 
with like light painting and stuff. But I think everyone still aspires That's to cool. do Sam Calder style stuff. Because one of my mm-hmm. friends has literally just gone to Thailand this week, like on a last minute plane flight on a whim. He's like, oh yeah, just going to go to Thailand. The one way was 250 quid to get to Thailand, which was dirt cheap. And because um, he made his photography, but it was a bit of videography and like he's very heavy, like clearly inspired yeah. by Sam and like he's doing like a lot of cool stuff, like photography wise. And um I'd say there's still a lot of people who want to aspire to do that because the problem in the UK is like the landscape's nowhere near as diverse as like America. I say mm. that it is, but it's just nowhere near as big. And like a lot of people don't necessarily right. live in the places where it's that cool. So people, a lot of people aspire to do that and end up going to travel into Europe um, to do that style stuff. But where right. near where I live, there's not really m- too many people into videography as such as a few. But a lot mm. of it, and a lot of the ones that are around here end up just becoming like nightclub photographers and sure. doing that style, that style of stuff. Because it's like LA is like create a center. Everyone wants to be a movie star. Everyone wants to be a musician sort of thing. So I guess it's mm-hmm. like a little bit, a little bit different. But I still think there's definitely like opportunity in the UK. But the film industry in the UK is massive, and is like that like right. studio space in the UK is booked up for like the next like couple years it's crazy one of my friends is oh interesting one of my friends is like a second uh second ac and um Mm -hmm. he's just on like job after job like here there and everywhere and he like loves it and like yeah it's it's pretty interesting but a lot of people say oh you have to be in london to get all the the cool video work and the cool stuff and like i to a degree that's true but like I have no plan in the next five years to move down to London because I just like it's just so expensive. And like I live like yeah. two hours away from London, so I can just easily get the train. And to be honest with you, I'm doing quite well as it is like doing client style work. And I still think there's definitely yeah. a chance for people to eat sort of thing, especially if you're just like doing it by yourself. And there's a lot of like I say like smaller production companies popping up and like doing things. Like there's a company about 40 minute drive away from me that have like won Emmys for, for Netflix with Netflix stuff. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. And done like commercials for Land Rover and stuff, which is really cool. So I think the, the creative economy in the UK is definitely an interesting one, but it's like still shifting. And as, mm-hmm. as I said, a lot of people are into like urban style stuff. That's the, the, the main stuff. Sense. I, the main stuff I see on TikTok. Cause like London is huge. There's some six plate, six spaces in London to, get like get that sort of stuff right so, but yeah i think people do want to still do travel stuff because travel stuff is just dope like who does right. who does it's just like the most fun to make yeah who doesn't want to get paid to travel like i'd love to do it like i made my first right. like travel style video like when i came to la in like 2017 shot it all on a gopro hero 4 looks shit now mm-hmm. i watched it back a few weeks ago <laughs> and i was cringing at it so much and i was like yeah. oh man and i'm like looking at it now it's like if i flew out to la like next week i bet i can make a video it's like 10 times i could remake that video and make it look 10 times better yeah and i was like oh man that sucked so much Dude, it, that's it's how- so funny watching your old work it's so funny but it's good though like i think it's good for you because like it makes you realize how far you've like come because like everyone's so self-critical do you get this like i talked to a lot of people about this but like imposter syndrome and stuff like do you look at your work and think oh man that's not as good as like Braden's, or it's not as good as whoever coasters is or yeah we just look at it and think oh man I, I wish it was like that and then they look at your work and they think oh man that's so cool and it's like i just yeah yeah it's it's funny i feel like it's it's hard for people to like 
I don't know. Like we always think like what w- someone else is doing is like better than what we're doing for whatever reason. It doesn't make any sense where, yeah, it's like a similar thing where I'm like, wow, that shot is so cool. It's like so much cooler than anything I've shot. And then they'll like look at something I made that I'm like feeling okay about. And they're like, well, this is like way cooler than anything I've made. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like, and I definitely have that thing where I'll be like going to a shoot that's like kind of bigger scale that I'm not like super comfortable with. And I'll think like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like how to get myself in this situation. Like I'm not gonna be able to pull this out. Um, and it always works out, but I definitely get like a little bit of like imposter syndrome. Like all the other successful videos I've made were like, I don't, I just got lucky or something like that. Yeah. But then I don't know if it keeps working out, I guess you must be doing something yeah, right. right. What would you say? Like, uh, what do you say? Like a little like filmmaking, like secret is like, w- w- what's the key to not necessarily making a good film. What's the key to like getting places in the video space? Considering you've come from like a small place in Minnesota to yeah. living up in LA basically being best friends with spider-man like (laughs) dude i think it's just like in a lot of in a lot of jobs say i remember i was talking to my buddy about this say like he was like painting like houses after college right just like painting the exteriors of houses and he was like you're you're he's like i'm realizing that your space is so much different than mine because his is like as long as i just get as many of these houses done it doesn't matter if i do it good or bad or whatever i just got to get them done and i'll make money but with video it's like you just every opportunity you have to make a video you got to do as best as you can because you just never know who's going to see it right and there's so many times where like i'll make a video for whatever like a random thing that i'm not getting paid a lot of money for that i don't really feel like doing a good job at. i just kind of feel like like just throwing like the thing at it but then if I do it good and then sometimes like there's like a cousin of someone that works at that company that sees the video that works at like a Nike or something. And it's like, well, this is actually awesome. Like who made this video? So you just never know. So it's just like consistency, like doing it as, as often as you can and like trying to shoot like every day, you're just going to get better. And then trying to shoot something good whenever you have the chance. Cause you just, yeah, again, you just never know like who's going to see it or what it's going to lead to. That's such great advice. I think like, I think you're dead right. Every time you make something, it's an opportunity to like make something better. I think. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got this mm-hmm. yesterday when I was shooting. Like I was shooting at this gym, and they've got like a, a new boot camp, uh, like class, and they've got like big battle ropes, tires, and stuff. And I've worked like film with this sort of stuff for ages. I had this great idea in my head. I went and filmed it. Like got the rig out, got like shaky cam. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. Yeah. And, like I filmed it, I came yeah. back, like started editing the day, and I felt really good about. it I was like, yeah, this is this is like, and it actually like came together well. And I felt like I was like, oh man, like I had that. I could see what I wanted in my head the day before, like, and I felt like, oh, this is a bit of an improvement. Like, there's so many other ways I could have filmed it. Like, I could have filmed it totally static, like locked off on a tripod, and right. it looked so boring. And then mm-hmm. I think like it's just like, and I probably would have done that a few years ago, but now like you look at it, and I think, oh great, I now know like a good way to improve. And I was like when people go on about cinematic footage and I was like, oh man, like I'm, I'm using like F 2.8, but it's still not looking like as great as I want it to. And then everyone's like, oh yeah, put stuff in the foreground, push past stuff, pull out of stuff, track stuff. And right. I was like, so I started doing that, like just things like even having like, if I was filming a shot of like you right now, just having like the microphone in shot, like blurry. And then mm. like, it, it, that looked so much better than just filming it straight on. And I was like, oh wow. Like I, I like, realized how much like I can just, tweaking how i shoot slightly every time i do something it can like make such a big difference totally yeah and so yeah, that, there's so many like, like different things that just like try you know like that you could shoot something a million different ways you just got to like make that it's all about just making choices and like decisions especially on set and then if you just like make a choice you just gotta like stick with it and hopefully it's just try to do something different you know what i mean try to shoot it in a way that hasn't really been shot before so many times yeah i definitely agree with that and i think it's like 
trial and error as well. It's like create like like Roger Deakins, like the cinematographer for like mm-hmm. Blade Runner and like mm-hmm. loads of the James Bond films is like um like happy accidents. He's like it's like there's no such thing as like a mistake. It's all like happy accidents on a film set. So you film something and if it like accidentally turns out great, it's like happy accident, isn't it? So it's like so I think that's what's great. Like you can right. yeah you can fail at some things, but then you shoot something and it might like turn out like it might work. Like I was filming like you know when everyone went through that phase like last year of like shooting like commercials in their like house sort of thing in lockdown mm. and like I, I got yeah. like a I got like a toy car from like a local shop and like like a little like Hot Wheels car like it was like a mm. it was like a Shelby it was like a Shelby GT and like I shot it on my desk cool. here on like a Mac on like a macro converter um on my Sony with like some with like some like paper backgrounds on my laptop and then uh like a little like headlamp sort of thing with like some like I got like I shot it and got like some different shots and for some reason there was a shot at the end like it was like a, a head-on shot and it, for some reason like it looked like the camera was like vibrating and it just looked like the car was like revving itself and I was like oh this is uh-huh. great and I was like and, and I was like this is sick and I, I just added like the rev sounds over the top of it and it looked dope I was so happy with it and like it actually looked like it. I was like, well, that's kind of nuts. I think I just, I think I hit the tripod. I must have like knocked the tripod. It was like vibrating yeah. it. And it looked really uh, cool. I was like, I was super gassed about it. And I was like, happy accident. And so, yeah. Happy accidents, man. That's I like, feel like that happens a lot with lighting too, where it's like, you like see something like will like turn on a light like accidentally or like in the wrong space. And you're like, wait, like do that again. Like you can't like unsee it. You know what I mean? When you're just like, I, we need to like find that out. Like I feel yeah. like that happens so much with lighting. Yeah, I think that as well, like color grading, like you see like a certain style, and you're like, oh, wait, what did I just do? And then you do something, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that works. Like, I just recently right. discovered how great the HSL secondary slider is on a on Premiere. Mm. I didn't know what it did. It scared me for ages. I was like, how are people getting sure. such crazy color grading? Turns out it's that button. I was yeah. like, oh, sweet. So I now like, dude, now absolutely. I, I feel like I've discovered some sort of superpower now, and I, just, I like, I'm kind of using it, but I'm not trying <laughs> to like overuse it to the point where I'm like, oh man. So yeah, that's the correct right. thing. I like properly learn how to color grade. Like that was like a thing that I've been trying to like work on more recently. And I was like, ah, uh, that's how you do it. And I was like, yeah. So mm. yeah, that's the happy accidents, man. I think that's a that's a that's a good thing to like think about. Where where would you absolutely. say? Now you've kind of like, because how old are you now? 20... 26. 26. 26. Big 26. I'm an old man. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Pretty much, yeah. Uh-huh. We open up a pension soon. <laughs> so where where's like, what, what would you like to be filming in like another like five, 10 years time? This sounds like such a cliche question, but like, I think it's no, interesting I think it's to a good one perspective. Um, no, it's kind of, kind of what I was saying earlier. I a lot on these like larger budget commercials i am shooting like the social reels like beside the the big director and the big production and i would just love to be able to be the person that heads those big commercials like starting like with our own production company but doing just like bigger stuff and like really having full creative freedom i'm realizing that's so important to me like more important than even the money it's just being able to like completely do what i want to do with the vision and not like having to just succumb to someone else's vision which i feel like is a lot of the time especially like the earlier on in the career um so yeah like directing like bigger budget commercials would be really cool maybe a feature like later later in life but the thing is i just feel like i need a lot more life experience to direct a feature i feel like you have to like really oh, yeah. live life Definitely. you know like years like 40 years at least like of just experiences um one day would love to do that i think that'd be really cool but for now yeah really focus on the commercial space maybe some like intricate music videos like some bigger budget music videos would be cool but that'd be dope. that kind of stuff i'd love to do that 
Yeah, man. Because I'd like to get this like yeah, balance man. between like shooting like client work and like bigger budget stuff. Because I like I like being on a film set. I like that. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. But the one thing mm-hmm. I hate about being on a film set, the stupid hours. Some film set, oh, just yeah, it is so shit. Like it, yeah, it's dude. cool that you're working with all these cool people, like these like superstars, like film stars and stuff. But it's like it's like being in a war zone, man. It's like it's just dude, like it is. I mean, we, yeah, and you're getting up at like four in the morning. It's just oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's so shit, right? I had to. I had a a cool time at like where the set was, like forty minutes away from my house. So I had to drive there. I had to get up like five a.m. to get to set for like mm. quarter past six, and then I was. I do the first one set because I was the location like runner producer oh, thing. Terrible. Yeah, I was like, yeah. It was like I was like I, I'd got a cool responsibility, and I was gassed about it. And and the producer was like, "Can you be the first person on set?" And I was like, "Yeah." And in my head, I was thinking oh fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was the first one set, but I did get to see a really cool sunrise so that was a bit of a win but it was literally like a two day shoot cool. so it wasn't too bad but like cool even then that's why because like that's why I think music videos are so sick because you can get them filmed in like a day or two max like you still mm-hmm. get that you still get that sort of vibe but you don't have to worry about a long time like being on a film set like my friend like my good friend Jack was like doing feature like feature or like docu-series stuff and he had to be up at stupid o'clock every morning to do stuff mm-hmm. and he was on like a week's worth of nights and I was just like I was not jealous of him so oh, the night shoots are just dreadful man it's so weird so late it's just like confusing your body's so tripping like so hard yeah how can how, how can people function like doing stuff at that like time sketch boy hours you know isn't it? sketch boy hours exactly yeah some people function best at that time but no i just think it's so so crazy and i definitely think that's like a good good path to be to be heading yeah man yeah definitely yeah. what what advice have you got for the people give us like a golden nugget from the the world of chase um advice yeah i would say dude it's just like just doing it as much as possible and never worrying about this is what i would say create without attachment to the like the outcome to the final product like just make stuff just to make stuff don't worry about how it's going to turn out um because i feel like that stops a lot of people from making something or like starting to shoot video or starting to do photos it's like i want to do it but i don't think it's going to end up good i don't think the final result is going to be good so i would say make stuff like with neutrality like don't worry about the final outcome have no attachment to the final outcome just make stuff just to like just because you like making it and if you don't like making it then do something else that's what i would say that's such a great piece of advice i think yeah if more people did that i think we'd get a lot further in life with, i think uh, so with creative i think people. in a lot of things yeah, that'd yeah be, man. Hey, pretty sick. Yeah, I'll try to take that into more of my more of my stuff. Create a little nugget. Where can the where can the people of the internet find you? Where's where do you live? All right, I am um, I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram. I uh, I post a little bit. I make stories all the time though. Big stories guy, and that's Chaseroni. C H A S E R O N I I. Two eyes. The guy with one eye. I DM him every day, being like, "Give me, <laughs> give me Chaseroni with one eye." And he won't let me. It drives me nuts. Um, and then I'm on with the same username on TikTok and Twitter and just whatever. everywhere. Yeah, you're tweeting about random stuff like. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll get mad about F1 and tweet on there. Yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> that's where that's all the great F1 stuff it was. After that final race was, Twitter was, uh, a, Twitter was, was a just violent, wild. Twitter was a violent yeah. place for like 24 <laughs> hours. And so was Facebook. Just like, so controversial. Yeah, it was it was very controversial. Like if if I my, some of my friends were here, like they'd be screaming and shouting at about it still. 
I was like a bit, mm. I was a bit shocked by the ending, but I was like, it was that, wild. It was the way I wanted it to go, but I didn't want it to go like that. It was a bit like, and I kind she, of felt like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Straight after the race. It was just sad. Yeah. It was a good season though. But straight after the race, I said to my friend, I was like, get on Facebook, get on Twitter now. The memes are going to be flooding in. And it was just like yeah. instantly, just like a wall of them. It was just, oh, it was great. Uh-huh. It was a good time to be on the internet. <laughs> and like everyone was like talking Absolutely. to me about it for like the next like two weeks. And it was like, I don't think people are over it still. I still bring it up to one of my friends. He's a big Lewis fan, like massive. Mm. And he, I don't think he's still over it. I send him like occasional videos of like the, the last lap, just like... So, oh dude it's just hurt my heart yeah. it was so hard to watch it was it was it was interesting i think that there's definitely gonna be it's exciting but yeah i was just like everyone was like it was like the uh, uh the the cat meme like you know the mm-hmm. the, the point in the cat's like like that one where there's like uh-huh. mouth open and everyone's <laughs> like that was like the meme i think that was it it was a good time anyway i think about yeah man that about like covers it for the um for Perfect. The episode. so yeah thank you chase for hopping on the podcast it was great we did get we got disturbed a few times by Braden's bad cooking, uh, with the fire alarm, me unplugging my microphone, and yeah, that hopefully this podcast will be sound tip top. Uh, and yeah, that pretty much covers it. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's been a pretty appreciate it. It's, it's been a great been a great time. We discussed everything from Spider Man working with Tom Holland to uh, happy accidents. So yeah, it's what we like. Yeah, yeah. Thank you it's everyone a for talking to you, man. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and I'll see you all in the next one. Peace.